We're back. It's been a long January. How are you doing there, Jared? I'm good, man. Um, it actually feels like it's been a fast January. I can't believe, well, as we're recording right now, it's February 1st. Um, it feels like it went by in a breeze, which is crazy. But yeah, also very long. It's kind of interesting. I feel like it's it's both long and short. I, I yeah. For me, it's been long. It's been a long, long January. Uh, I did see. Well, I feel like yours dates with, back. Yeah, I was gonna say yours dates back December, right? I feel like your your long winter, we'll call it, started <laughs> yeah, started in your trip we did, uh, because we in Virginia took a yeah we took a hiatus after I, yep. I think it was it was it the week before Christmas or after Christmas we did all this a lot of show. I think it was, it was the, the week, week before, before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yep. and I just got back from. I just got back from DC and I had my wheels stolen yep. and I got my car back and I got my new wheels and everything situated. Um, and then we went, I went into the first week of January from the network. Uh, of course, space support is part of a larger tech network called nine to five. Um, so I went along with the publisher and people from nine to five Mac and nine to five Google and electric, uh, to the CES this first week in, uh, in Vegas. So I was there for the other site that I run drone DJ. Uh, I did look around for hopefully some space stuff, and uh, there were a few, there were some, like, satellites that they were talking about, and then there was some, there was, of course, uh, Zero-G is always there, who they do, like, the yep. like the, the parabolic flights. Um, Sony announced that they launched their first, um, their first satellite into space on, uh, it, was, it was Trans, what was the first launch of the year? Was it Transporter 5? Yes. I can't, remember, I can't remember what number on it, but I think it's 5. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that yeah, I don't so remember for Sony, <laughs> it's been a lot there. I know it has been a lot. It was like that was the first week. That first week went by so slow because we we're up for so like I didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, I was my sleep schedule was like wake up at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and the party atmosphere at CES is like stay up till two o'clock in the morning. So yep, those two didn't really go well together. Um, but yeah, I came it's back Vegas with, uh, me, with the good old. It's Vegas for you. Yeah, I did lose all all my money that I went. I put on roulette. I put all my money. I just, my my theory of of uh, of gambling is just do it on games you understand. Like I don't understand slots. I don't all on understand, red. Like most of the poker games, black. If I put on black, dude, always on black. Mm, okay. And uh, <laughs> so I think it was like I think I did like three different times. I think I went and did a uh, roulette because if I put it on black and I lose it, I understood why I lost. So that is why I did that. <laughs> It's pretty clear, yeah. It's pretty bucks I put on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the one that always gets me is the crap, the crap stable, right? Because it's like you don't know. I would do craps if I'm like with like a group of people. Yeah, but you feel like you're winning because everybody's yeah. cheering, but then you don't win, and everybody you, like still kind of cheers. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. That's a fun game with a group of people and uh, several drinks in. But uh, we didn't really do a yeah. lot of like group gambling. Uh, there was a lot of group uh, group partying elsewhere. But uh, yeah, I ended up with nice. COVID, so came back with that good old CES Fun. spreader of COVID. This is, at this point, the only thing that comes back from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like uh, CES every year, you always get the you always get sick at CES every year afterwards. You always get some sort of head cold. Or that, something. Makes uh, yeah, that makes sense. And ever since 2020, I guess now it's COVID. So <laughs> I guess every year just come back from COVID. Um, so yeah, I ended up with that. So I was down for like a week, but uh, I'm back and better than ever, ish. So nice, let's man. get into yeah. our yeah, let's get into our stories this week. Uh, that was our first story, just CES and me. Um, hopefully, you had a, a good January as well. Um, yeah, uh, Falcon Heavy went off. That was cool. 
Um, yeah, we yeah. had how many launches? Five launches from SpaceX this month. Um, yeah, alone. yeah, they've been they've so, been they've plus been one from Rocket Lab. Man. It's been yeah, which we're yep. going uh, yeah plus Rocket Lab and all that stuff. So Rocket Lab finally launched uh, their first launch from Virginia. SpaceX is going is gearing for 100 launches this year, and I think that's like once every like three and a half days, I think. And they're at like yeah. I, I started an article, a running article of like keeping track of their launches this year, and I and I have a an average, and I think they're at like 4.8. So I think they got it. They actually have to up their launch can. They're gonna uh, speed up. <laughs> yeah, if they actually want to meet, it's insane that they have like no, it's more than five, seven, or I think actually seven or eight launches this this month alone. Yeah, so how crazy, crazy that sounds is that we had that many launches in one month. They actually have to speed it up if they want to reach their 100 launches. Uh, I mean, we do if you do the, the good old 100 divided by 12, we get 8.3 launches. So they got eight launches this month, I think, eight or seven this year, uh, this month. So I mean, they're on track, but their daily freight isn't on track. So we'll see how that turns out the rest of this year. Uh, back to Rocket Lab. Rocket Lab launched their first rocket, of course. This is why I was there for in December, uh, turns out, uh, <laughs> I had to wait one more month uh, for that. I didn't get to go down for this one, but they also showed off some neutron progress, so, which is super cool. Neutron is their, their next generation rocket. Um, this is what's going to be replaced. I don't know if it's going to replace electron, but it's going to be kind of like their bigger next rocket. Uh, mm-hmm. we saw when I was there in December, we got to see a test segment of one of their tanks, um, in their ICF facility. They didn't have that, uh, from the press i know they didn't have that in the um the facility when the in the january press went down because they had another electron in that facility they had that big room for it so they had to move that uh and now they have also finished their first temporary temporary structure down there uh near wallops island uh which is where they're going to be building yep um so first tanks and i think uh uh peter back shared a photo of them mating some of the tank segments together not sure where that photo was taken. If that was taken at their headquarters in Long Beach, their facility in New Zealand, or their uh, their temp facility in, in Virginia, because I think they just finished that structure, so I doubt that they have that much hardware inside. But they also it looked pretty good when we were down there in January, so maybe or sorry in December, so maybe they the photo was taken there. But they are they're already pretty well on their ways with uh, test hardware for for Neutron, and that area is going to get. A big awakening with the number of launches they're going to get now because <laughs> yeah, about to get busy before get busy. yeah before it was only two uh now it's only uh uh it's going to be what probably like six or seven probably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's going to be yeah that's going to be huge for them and i think they're going to try to push for like 12 uh electrons a year uh from there uh nice. and then uh we'll see what happens with neutron you, yeah, it's cool. I know you're a big bourbon. Yeah, I know you're a big, uh, you're a big bourbon fan. Do you want to talk about the next segment? Oh wait, no, I'm a big bourbon fan. <laughs> I'm not. That is you, my friend. That is you. <laughs> all right. What? Well, all right. So we'll, we'll talk about the next thing after this. But uh, this is we gotta start. We got. I, I saw this story pop up as one of my actually. I heard it from one of my bourbon podcasts uh, that I listened to out and about. And I was driving around. And I'm like listening to it. And all of a sudden, it goes like. Oh, well, it looks like we're getting our, our first bourbon aged in space. I'm like, wh- I'm sorry, what? So I had to look into this. And, yeah, hold uh, on, tangent real quick. What do you hear in a bourbon podcast? How long does okay. a bourbon podcast normally run? What's the runtime? Oh, an hour? Easily. Oh, easily. There's a lot easily. going on in bourbon. Okay. Bourbon's huge. 
Bourbon's huge. So the, well, the I know that. I, but I mean, like, like, what do you guys, what do you guys has, listen like, or talk about? There's a, so there's three like podcasts in this one podcast. So they have like a monthly like roundtable of a bunch of people okay. who are, like in the bourbon space, and then they do interviews, Fair. and then they do like the news, and then they do tastings. So there's a whole bunch of different type of shows in this one feed. But like, so one of them was like the news that I was listening to. It's like this week in bourbon, and then sometimes that turns into well, the, the show's called This Pursuit. Week in Bourbon. <laughs> this Week in Bourbon is one of their one of the like little segments they have on their on their show. Yeah, That's so uh, they're talking about like, just like throwing out press releases, and it's really it's like in January news is pretty slow uh, across mm-hmm. all industries. Uh, a lot of people take off vacation. This is also just they just they just rounded up the the year end uh, earning reports for a lot of companies, so they're not really like pushing towards things like they are at the end of the year um normally so it's they're, they're always like going for different trying to find press releases and this one press release came out from virgin uh, not virgin mystic galactic i was thinking virgin galactic mystic galactic it's actually mystic something farms and distillery i think it's what the parent company is and they're planning on aging bourbon in space so let me have Someone some had to fun do it, right? talking about bourbon with you. <laughs> so what Someone does aging? Do okay, so let me let me describe. I'm a big bourbon guy. Like I have a little whole bourbon selection over here. Big in the bourbon. What is bourbon? Bourbon is whiskey. Whiskey is not bourbon. Bourbon is whiskey. It's kind of like a rectangle and square. You know, not every every rectangle. Every square sure. is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. Bourbon Fair. is a uh, U.S. only product. Kind of like how Scotch is only in Scotland. Um, uh, was a champagne can only be in france or something like that i think um yep. yep so it's pretty much you know your normal whiskey you know you have your it has to be at least 51 percent corn and like the what you're distilling and then you have rye and other other wheats along there um you have a. Uh, it has to be distilled uh, uh well it has to be still in the united states you have to age it in the united states it has to be aged in oak barrels um for I don't think there's actually an age limit for how long it has to be within the oak barrel and aging. Uh, there, well, there's probably a minimum, years. right? Otherwise, it just doesn't cure right. I at think all. it might be three to four. Well, you have to do it. I think it's three to four years. I think that's what it is. Got it. Is. it. Got um, it. Okay. Yeah. You have to age it enough to get flavor. That's where the flavor comes from. You get a little bit of right, you get right. some flavor from the grains you put into your, your mash bill, which is what you you ferment to get the alcohol. Uh, and then you have some uh, a large portion comes from the, the barrel. You char the barrel to get all the flavors and all this other stuff. Um, so, Mystic Galactic, this, they're, they're going to be selling. It's, they're going to be selling. There's some of their. It's going to be aged for three years, I think, here in the, on Earth. And then they're going to launch it and it's going to age for another year in space. Hmm. So, Mike, That's uh, there's a lot of questions going on here. One, yeah, it, yeah. It, <laughs> There's, they listed off uh, a couple of companies in their press release, and I reached out to all of them. Only one got back to me. So they, they, they mentioned SpaceX, Rocket Lab, Relativity. Um, I think the other one, I think it's like uh, Inversion Space, I think it's called. Um, and then, of course, they had like Bank of America and uh, a Cooperage, which of course. Barrels. I feel like this um, is like SpaceX's chance. You know, like Tesla did the, the one tequila bottle. Like I feel like yeah. SpaceX could do their their, SpaceX their own do a bourbon bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be interesting. I would buy it. Uh, so well, I, I'll get to the point. How much? So it's only gonna be one barrel, one barrel. Okay. So a barrel, which is very expensive. They're decent size. They're pretty. They're very big. The barrels are pretty big. Yeah, it's gonna be seventy five thousand dollars for a bottle. 
Um, mm. And so, like, I was trying to go through the companies that they listed off and be like, okay, how are these companies looking into this this work? They have Bank of America. That's easy. Um, they mentioned in the press release that if you pay $75,000 for this um, this bottle, your 75000 goes into a bank account, which is probably going to be a Bank of America. Um, and then it's only there's going to be certain fees throughout the process that they'll deduct, but they only gets fully reducted, um, retracted from your bank, that bank account when the bottle is presented to you. Um, makes it, yeah, it makes it back to earth. So it's a little less, um, it seems less scammy. Because uh, the bourbon right. world is full of like the next like big thing. Yeah. And it's very similar to the I think EVs tequila like, went through like, this like a couple of years ago. Yeah, like, I mean, bourbon's exploded, so everyone's trying to do the different things, and they're always trying right. to do, uh, there's a lot of, um, what's the, what's the term, uh, not, uh, it's, it's like, whether or not it's, it's like, gonna be a scam, or is this, this is gonna fall apart after a couple years. Sure, sure. Uh, so that's, I think they're a way of trying to protect it, like, no, we're serious, we're actually gonna try to do this, so we're not using your money to fund it, we're just, you know, we, but you need to pay for it now. Um, yeah, yeah, Which yeah, is like crowdfunding. Interesting. They have a cooperage in there, cooperages make barrels uh for bourbon so they're gonna work apparently with someone to bake a barrel that can be used in space that's where i think it's gonna get really interesting uh yep. so then you have because uh i reached it's out to SpaceX. Be organic, oh. right the barrel has to be it's, well it's gotta be it wood be like it's gotta be wood Wood's yeah, not that big of a problem you can put wood in space and it's just fine uh it's gotta be sealed it's got to be able to hold the pressure, which is going to be interesting. Right. The pr- well, the pressure so, is like the thing I was going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get to this. Let me get to the rocket companies. You have sorry, relatively is not in there. It's SpaceX, United Launch Alliance, uh, Rocket Lab. And relative, is it relatively Rocket Lab or Firefly and Rocket Lab? I think it's the, one of those companies. So obviously they're going to try to partner with them for launches. I reached <laughs> I out to feel all like- of them. <laughs> Astra should jump in this and and try to refund, <laughs> try, to, their, try to gain some uh, replenish. The, yeah, try to replenish their yeah. uh, their uh, status. So, their stat. Yeah, oh, they just they just announced their some a good on their uh, a good milestone on their engine for Rocket Four, but whatever. Nice. Um, <laughs> I reached out to all of them. The only company that got back, uh, two of the companies got back. One of them wasn't in the press release, so I sent them an email by accident, and then we kind of joked and laughed about it, and then that was it. And then Rocket Lab reached out, and they said they, they don't have any projects working with um, Gla- uh, Mystic yet. So I'm assuming they have not reached out to any companies yet to actually work on the project, which doesn't bode well for them. Um, but <laughs> not not uncommon for companies to not you know like reach out yet until they're ready. So tacked in the middle of like whether or not it's actually a scam or not we'll put that in the middle as a gay or you know does it help them doesn't hurt them uh so the other company that was interesting they messed in was i think it was called inversion space i would have to like refine the press release and, and double check that name but i never heard of them before looked into their, what they're doing they're trying to build small capsules that can be launched and return to space which i'm surprised doesn't exist yet already um, yeah it makes sense that someone, you know, that I wouldn't, I mean, there's not a big need for them, but that's kind of the next step. So we've gotten to the point where you can launch small objects into space, but to return objects from space, yeah, you how have do you to re- go on, retrieve um, it. Yeah. You have to get them, you know, they have to launch on a Soyuz or a, um, a crew dragon or a, a dragon spacecraft, either crew right, or non-crew. Right. Um, there's no way of launching your own 
item to space unless you design it yourself and that's really expensive and really hard i mean even i think uh jaxa the japanese space agency they use wood so that was a good example they actually use wood to make a small re-entral re-entry spacecraft because wood is a pretty good insulator and, and and heat shield actually so so here's how i'm expecting it work they're good they mentioned that they're going to break up the barrel and the smaller barrel. So there's going to be more than one launch. You're not going to launch one barrel because one barrel would probably take up. It's one, it's going to be really, really heavy. And it's probably going to, yeah. it probably takes up the amount of space that you would have in like a crew dragon, like, or a dragon. Yeah. So like you would have to launch yeah, it in a dragon to be able to return it. So they're going to probably break them down to smaller barrels, put them into these, some of the inversion space banks, these smaller reentry capsules and probably launch them as rideshare missions on SpaceX or United Launch Alliance um, or uh, de- you could probably do even dedicated missions probably on um, Rocket Lab or uh, I think it was Firefly. Firefly I think is the one who uh, was on the list. So one of their companies. That's probably how it's going to work. I can totally see this happening. As someone who likes bourbon, I would really like to try it. So Mr. Galactic, if someone's out there, please, can you, so, can you get a oh, Hit up um, Seth on his Patreon page and start donating so he can buy one. <laughs> I did reach out to them. They seem really nice. I got like they, they sent me a number to, to talk to them more about it. I kind of want to do that. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it should bring them on to see like, cool. how this goes. Yeah, so I don't know where it, – it's going to be aged for three years before it goes in the space. I don't know if that's like a – of course – distilleries are, are continuously having stock go through so they could take it from mm-hmm. barrels that are already been aged through space so this could be launching this year next year i doubt that or there might be putting it might be going to the warehouse now to be aged for three years and then so I mean, this might be a long ways away before we see this right, materialize right. um but we'll we see. could be at we'll the beginning out. of the it's, three-year period right or at the beginning yeah, or we could be halfway through we could be at the or end. halfway through yeah. either way yeah. we have to wait from the launch and then they have to be up there for a year and then they have to return right, right. so so my I don't know my first is, my first thought when I saw this was okay this is a great test of time travel like how do we figure <laughs> out how to get instant bourbon like you could send it out right fast enough and then bring it back fast enough will it age appropriately yeah, wait. if you send it far enough well out? no because if if you go fast enough no it's, if the per, the thing moving faster is the is not a it's not moving long, we're aging. right 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 yeah no sure. dang it, that was such a good idea dang it no relativity yeah dang it <laughs> Stupid Einstein yeah that was that was my my um, thought was like how do we how do we time travel this thing how do we move these at the at the speed of light or do we yeah <laughs> so we get yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can but faster. honestly i mean it's yeah. i think it, the coolest thing about it is it's it's sort of like you know we'll see how hokey it is and how yeah legit it becomes we'll but see if it actually this happens. is just like one That's like the biggest yeah thing this is like one one of many like um you know commercialized ways to yeah it's almost it's almost like when everything was is made out of like sea salt you know it's going to become that yeah. at some point yeah. you know at True. some point maybe we'll get some we'll get moon rock right and then you know how vodka's filtered <laughs> over like a rock you could filter it over moon rock right it could be moon filtered oh, vodka. Man. so yeah i just oh, feel man. like this is just opening a, a gateway of like yeah uh, yeah of course someone's gonna someone's gonna go sure. age some bourbon on the moon for sure yeah, it's gonna go. be like a fifty-year aged bourbon. It's gonna just, just taste like oak. It's gonna, t- it's gonna be nothing. You're, just gonna, you're gonna feel like you have like a oak leaf in your mouth. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I I do wonder how like sort of the chemical reaction. You know, sort so, of like does it lose? Oh, it's yeah. Potency? Okay. Oh, this is a good point. Yes, I want potency? to talk about this. Yes, yeah, so this is this is my biggest question: is how is this going to taste? Because 
um there's a there's a science to ancient bourbon like there's a huge sure. science to it so but it all that science that goes, and chemistry is based off of like based off earth atmosphere and, and gravity you're right yeah it's also our atmosphere um temperature is a big thing so yeah. uh, i did sure. a tour of a distillery down in kentucky and they mentioned that below 40 degrees um is where aging kind of stops so my biggest question okay. is that are they going to be heating this to a certain degree because you're going to be doing oh, yeah. huge temperature swings in orbit you're going to be on the sun yeah. side and it's going to get very very hot and you got to dissipate that heat or you're yeah. going to have very hot bourbon and you're going to get on the cold yep. side and you get really really cold and so you got to heat it up to be able to get you know aging process yeah we'll, we'll do that we'll like the alcohol many evaporate. times a day you know like yeah because bourbon that's made up here in wisconsin and bourbon that's made down in texas are very very different the texas mm. is much hotter and is much much spicier rather than yep. than stuff that's made in kentucky or, or um wisconsin so that's actually my biggest question like i'm so interested in seeing how that goes um apparently yeah. if you buy bottle you get a full 750 milliliter bottle which is the standard size bottle of, of liquor um in the united states and then you get a smaller um i don't know what the size is i think it's 50 milliliters i think they said uh to mm-hmm. taste it because if you're spending seventy five thousand dollars on a bottle of bourbon that's not a bottle you open <laughs> that's a bottle you keep and then you sell it for much much more in five ten years so they, you'll uh, never so no one's gonna ever taste it <laughs> <laughs> no, because they're giving you like a little 50 milliliter bottle that you can open and taste. So, oh, I see. I see. Like a, That's not the full size bottle. So I guess you'll probably get like Got one it. or two pours out of that. So <laughs> we'll see how Got if it. anyone Got who gets this bottle actually gets to do a tasting on a bourbon podcast that I listen to. So All right. that will be really interesting to, to see how that goes. So I will. Very, it will be my pleasure to keep you guys all updated on this. Uh, yeah. Looking <laughs> this forward to development the, story. the progress. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. Uh, our last news item for today, uh, Blue Origin. So, Blue Origin uh, hasn't done anything. <laughs> That's the reason why they're in the news. It's because they've done absolutely done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Uh, I, it kind of, this the reason why I kind of looked into this is an uh, article came out from um, Ars Technica, Eric Berger. And he was talking about, it's been four months since their uh, failure. And they've said nothing. They've done nothing. They've, you know, no issue. So the recap, four months ago, uh, they were launching, NS, I think it was NS23. Um, it's the, the new Shepard launch they're doing. Uncrewed flight of only, uh, it was yep. a research, um, a research flight. So there was, there was scientific payloads on top. It launched, and during ascent, there was an issue with the first stage booster, and they aborted the, the launch. And since then, you know, they started an investigation. The FAA is in, involved with it because FAA overlooks all commercial space flight um, in the United States. So, in my opinion, if I was, I'm not a customer of Blue Origin. I don't have the money for it. Uh, but if I was a customer of Blue Origin, this is the time I would want them to be like as transparent as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Blue Origin is historic for knowing, for like saying nothing about anything, and all of a sudden things happening. This is probably not the time to do that. Like you want to. I feel like Amazon's be, been run the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Jeff Bezos way of doing things. Yeah, and it's, and it's. I don't know. I feel like this right now is like a really big issue for them. Like they shouldn't be doing. Like they need to yeah. be very forward on how this investigation is going. And they really haven't said anything. It's been four months. Uh, and it's interesting because this, this month, uh, Jeff Bezos' girlfriend, um, 
gosh, I am now blanking on her first name, but her last name Sanchez. It's all she's right. a she's a she's a she's a pilot. She's a helicopter pilot, actually. I didn't know this. Uh, she did an interview with Wall Street Journal, and she mentioned that she's going to be leading the first all female flight on New Shepard uh, within within the next year, like within the next twelve months. Um, and I said by early. And this isn't this isn't like a celebrity flight, right? This, flight. This is like a. This we don't is know. Like, who, we don't know who the crew is. No idea. No, it but this be, is actually like this isn't like up. This isn't just like let's go up, let's go down. This is like hey, let's actually get into orbit. No, no, no this is on New Shepard. It's on New Shepard. So it's going to be. It. It's just oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, but all all the seats are going to be female, uh, which is going to be yep. really awesome. She's nice. really she's a very That's big cool. advocate for getting women into pilot uh, being becoming pilots because um, I think she mentioned something about there's like less than. 10%, I think like 9% or something like that are, are licensed pilots are female. So she's always big into getting more people than that, which is really awesome. But there's still no word on, on the next Blue Origin launch at all. And uh, right. So we all, and, and I think the interesting thing that's going to happen is the Blue Origin has two, ha- had two rockets. Um, they had two capsules, they had two boosters. Um, they had the older booster who was doing uncrewed research flights, and then they had a newer booster who was crew rate that was crew rated and was doing crewed flights. Um, what they're gonna do? It'd be interesting to see what they're gonna do going forward because if they stick with having only two boosters and they want the newer booster to be crewed flights, so they move the crewed now current crewed booster that's doing uncrewed flights and they build a new booster that do crewed flights and that probably has to have some sort of flight test capability mm-hmm. into it. We could be looking, I mean, unless they're building it right now, which I bet they are. I, I bet they're doing things that we're just not going to know of. Um, they're not like they're sitting around doing nothing all day. Like, they're, they're working. Um, we'll have to wait for that to come online before we see more, you know, crude launches. And it's... Right. In 2020, when this the commercial thing kind of, like, took off, we were all just kind of like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to be seeing, like, these flights go all the time now because it's relatively easy. And... Virgin Galactus has launched one, and then they ran into issues with the FAA, and then now they they went into a, yeah, some issues with their vehicle, and they went into a maintenance per, uh, delayed maintenance, and they're trying to get up and started again this year. And now Blue Origin, who was running just running it in 2021, uh, you know, ran into an issue, and now or 2021, 2022, and ran into an issue, and now they're they're kind of like grounded for a while. So it's interesting to see what happens. Virgin Galactic. Uh, is not the most steadiest of companies uh, when it comes financially right. because they're also went public and their stock has dipped down pretty low. Virgin Orbit um, is not into a great financial issue because they also just had um, a uh, funding round given pretty much by uh, injected funding from Richard Branson to kind of get them through their next couple launches and they just failed another launch. So it's a very interesting time of year for the, uh, the commercial market, uh, space commercial and, and space tourism market at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. It just seems like, even though it's not, there's not that many companies out there, but consolidation is sort of happening on its own, right? Um, yep. You know, obviously, we talked a lot about Astra towards the end of that last year, and as I think as this journey goes on, you know, these companies who, I mean, space is hard, right? So, um, yeah, they're you know they're they're gonna find out more and more as time goes on, how, how difficult it can be. And, you know, it's going to be survival of the fittest. And I think you're, we're just going to see a lot of contraction happening um, over the next probably two years, I would say. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see like how the next few months 
kind of pan out for Blue Origin and Virgin yep. Galactic because they really need to start getting going on uh, on stuff to be uh, you know to get, to get yeah. I mean, there was that whole that there was that whole period where it was like, you know, which of the three billionaires is going to win the space race? And clearly, <laughs> yeah. there's only so one waiting. sort of actually doing anything. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So that's interesting, and uh, that's all news for this week. We're going to go into our main topic, but first, we're going to uh, half on to a break real quick. So we'll be right back. Cool. So our, uh, for the main topic today, we're going to talk about SpaceX, because guess what happened last week, Jared? What happened last week, Seth? They put feel inside of it. They what? Oh, wait. They put feel inside. But this time, a lot more feel. <laughs> yeah, inside of what? So, inside of Starship. So, uh, you didn't, you didn't last say that. You, week, said, we you s- said SpaceX. <laughs> oh, I didn't say SpaceX, not Starship. I was close. It was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all good. The... Uh, uh, Finally, we saw them do a wet dress rehearsal, like a full-on wet dress rehearsal um, last week. And yep. we're expecting some sort of stack fire this week. So, we're going to talk about, is Starship ready to launch? And when is it going to launch? And yeah. that is going to be pure Starship, because who the hell knows? Because <laughs> there is so much that goes into this. It's like, who, even if they do stack fire this week, they could damage something, and then they could do. Right. They could re- have to redo it because I think they put in new Raptors. I think they replaced two of the Raptors um, between the wet rehearsal and now. So they have to do some more testing. So I think it's it's. I don't think I think the. I think it was kind of rumored to be midweek this week, but it's Wednesday as of recording this, yep. and we still don't have a stack fire, and we don't really have any clues of a stack fire happening soon. Maybe Friday, you know, end of the week. Um, I don't think they can do things over the weekend, um, per some uh, agreements with the with the national city. preserve. Uh, so, <laughs> well, they're right next to that beach, so I don't think they can close yeah, yeah. the close the roads on the beach for like long That's periods fair. of time. They can only do like short closes. So I, I haven't looked and see what the road closers are like. I'm assuming they're just rolling road closers every day, um, and then every day. You know what's funny? Look, like, hold on, let's let's take a quick second to just talk about that. So like. They're probably jumping through all these crazy hoops that NASA never had to jump through back in the like fifties and sixties, oh, right? Easily. NASA's yeah. just like, you know what? This looks like a good spot. We're gonna set up shop and just do what we do right here on the next yeah, to the beach. Like, in, well, they were in just Cape Canaveral. It's all federal land. Yeah. So Kennedy yeah. Space Center was just put on federal land. So they had the Yeah. It was actually interesting. They had the the reason why Kennedy Space Center is where it is. There's there's two reasons. One, it's as close to the equator as you can kind of get on mainland United States. And two there was a really nice plot of federal land just sitting there waiting to be developed and doing something. So there was a lighthouse there, Cape Canaveral Lighthouse, if you ever go down there and see it. it's uh, That was there before everything happened. There was a small, I think there was a small Navy group there, and, there was, and the Coast Guard was there for the, coast, for, the uh, for the lighthouse. And then it has grown to be what it is now today, all because there's a nice little plot of federal land. SpaceX, on the other hand. Yeah. Is, is buying up private land to try to do this, and it's taking a very... It's, right much more of a well yeah but just but than just is. not in, not only that part of it but just think about all the all the, the regulations that have happened <laughs> since yeah, like you're well, just sit, like all the you know like the there's all these environmental protection things now yeah and like you know there's like all these epa created they didn't the 90s, yeah right? well they didn't really care then yeah i mean so, there was really anyway. no environmental concern back in the back in the 60s they were just like go go yeah. go so uh it's interesting it, what happens next uh, is, of course, the static fire. 
uh, when they need to get through those firing all 33 engines. I don't know for certain if it's going to be a full duration static fire or if it's going to be a short static fire. I think it's going to be much longer than what we've normally seen from static fires. Um, I don't know if a full duration static fire would... I don't know if anything would survive a full stat, a duration static fire down there. So I don't think that's what it is. I haven't looked at all of what it's going to be. I just know it's going to be a static fire. So they need that. And then they're pretty much ready for launch if the static fire goes well. But if anything goes wrong with the yeah. static fire, if they damage a booster... You know, they have, to, they have to get a new booster, and then you have to start this whole process over again with wet dress. Yeah, my guess is tests, it's not happening. Static fires, wet dress reversal, full static fire, then you can launch. So, yep. If this booster has any issues, we're not going to see a launch for probably a couple more months. If this booster has a good static fire, then we have to go to the FAA. You know, can you please give us a launch license? I know we've been a pain in the butt. Can you please give us a launch license? Um, and at that point, it's all shrouded in, you know, proprietary technology and secrecy and like yeah. all the red tape and all this other stuff that we don't like, we just don't get told about because it's that sort of, those sort of requirements just aren't publicly mentioned as much. So this could be, they could be ready and be out like the FAA could, they could have fixed all the issues from their, uh, their environmental review and they could be ready to launch next week. I doubt that, but you know, or they could be ready to launch already, and they just, they just need to go through the process of a launch license, or mm-hmm. uh, they're going to have to, you know, this might be a few more months before they get a launch license because the FAA might be wanting things done. We don't know what their status are, what their what their status is with the FAA, so that's kind of like a big question mark. And then, of course, the big the the nearer question mark is how the stack fire goes. So, yep. there's a lot happening with Starship. But there is one thing that we do know for certain is that they're really moving more over on Florida as well. So that's yeah, dude. we're going to start last time, more activity. Yeah, last time I was there, you know, like structures are being built. Things are getting mm-hmm. serious. Like, they just uh, they're starting to raised, obviously make their footprint a lot bigger there. Yeah, I mean, they've been really pushing on, on, on building that pad out at 39A. I mean, they have... Yeah. Um, and they raised one of the chop. I think it's. I don't know. They ra- they raised at least one of the chopsticks, one of the lifting arms yep. up onto the, up onto the the launch tower there because they already have a launch tower there, um, and they they switched over their uh, the old shuttle hydrogen tank. I believe it was a hydrogen tank because oxygen is still used for Falcon Nine. I think that's the big oxygen tank. Um, they've or hydrogen tank. They've moved over the methane. They've repainted it, put methane over it. So uh, that's gonna be really cool to see this tank that was used for shuttle now being used for starship um and when they're gonna start launching another not really sure maybe they could probably do some maybe we might be able to maybe see some stuff next year that would be interesting to see but um of course starship starbase sorry is still god there's so many freaking stars things that spacex has starship starbase starlink gosh so many um starman and what starman What's their military one? Is it? I can't remember what their military uh, version of Starlink is called, but it's even similar for that as well. Um, but uh, that's going to be, of course, their star base is going to be like more of their R and D and air facility, and then they're going to start moving more and more of the launch stuff over to uh, to, to Florida, and we're going to see kind yes. of star base just turn into probably something similar to McGregor. We're going to see. Yep. I mean, I guess we'll see. Maybe the orbital launches take off. Take off? Ha! Huh. Maybe the orbital launches like become really awesome there and maybe it's the uh 
some of the things they have to do now for rocket for launches kind of like change and they can launch way more out of florida out of texas and then we're going to see them pick up who knows what's going to the future of starbase but uh we do know that that you know they're really pushing over in florida they're really pushing for this orbital launch i think that we could totally see a launch in the first half of this year of star of starship mm. do you think okay you? i'll take the i'll take the over no i'm thinking the back half of the year really yeah, I just, I, I just think it's yeah, they're gonna run into a bunch of problems they don't even know yet. I mean, they obviously they they do know, true. but I mean they're yeah they're just gonna hit a bunch of snags that you know are sort of like uh, waiting. I, I'm not. I mean, snags. You think like in development of the booster, or like during launch? Because already no. I, mean, I just think I just think yeah. I just think it's it's because um, if the launch blows up on the launch pad, hey, at least they got to a launch. That's I mean, right, that sure. is the yeah. bare minimum. Sure. If it li- if they ignite the engines and they release the clamps, that is as far as I think that is my my definition of them launching the first half of the first year. The engines ignite and they release the clamps and it attempts to go vertical. Like <laughs> that is my that is my as after that, who knows what's going to happen? Um, yeah, but I, whether or not it's successful is a whole other question. But I think they're going to at least get an attempt in the first half i all right well stay tuned i don't know yeah it's it's this whole it's the thing is we just don't it's so much we just don't know it's really hard to really get like i i don't know if this this staff is going to be successful like that is of such a big question mark of the quality of the uh, of the rocket you know who knows i mean it's it looks great you know i've done a lot of Mm. tests but can it handle actual launching who knows right Right, um, right. I mean, it took several versions of Starship to be able to do what they wanted to do, and it took before they even launched it, and it took several launches for them to do what they want to do. So it might take several launch attempts to get what they're going through with booster to get it ready, and then finally a launch. So it could be, you know, what what, what is it? So by end of July, right? Is the end of the yeah? That's no July seventh, but the beginning of July, so end of June. I think we could totally see, you know, at least a launch attempt or you know, something by the end of June for Starship. Cool. All right. All, we'll all depending on how well it goes over the FAA. <laughs> <laughs> that is like fair, I, fair. that is that relationship between those two between those two entities is such an interesting one. <laughs> between so much, you know, banter on Twitter and and the issue and the stuff that they pulled with the uh, the Starship. It's yeah. funny. I've been calling them low altitude tests, the Starship low altitude tests. When technically back then we referred them as high altitude tests. But they were compared to orbit, they were going quite low. Yeah. So well anything compared to orbit is low, right? Should be considered yeah. low. So I don't it's kinda of hard to refer it's kinda of weird to refer them as high orbit high altitude tests when they're only going. I think they were only going like was it twelve kilometers, I think it was? Something like that. I don't know. No, yeah, it's not her. Yeah, it's not twelve there. kilometers, something like that. When you're talking about orbit it's five hundred, you know, four you know, maybe right, four hundred right. kilometers. So yeah. Um I mean the, the stuff they pulled back then with the FAA was so weird and terrible for a launch company <laughs> to do. Um, so it's interesting to see how this goes with uh, when SpaceX, you know, they seem ready to launch and the FAA might push back on them and be like, yo, no, we need, need you to do this, this, and this. And they're just like, no, we're ready to launch though. Come on. But uh, yeah, they just you know, add, add a bunch Elon of new goes. checklist items. Yeah. Especially with Elon now distracted by Twitter. It's just going to be interesting to uh, you know, see how it goes. So, yeah, this, this is gonna be an interesting year. It's really gonna be an interesting year with Starship on kind of this, this push to to get orbital. It's just gonna be so interesting. I can't wait. 
Yeah, I'm excited, so. man. Yeah, either way, yeah. we win if it if uh, if we get to a launch attempt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Either way, so uh, that uh, yeah, we're gonna take one more break and then we'll get into our opinions for this week. Cool. All right, we're back and we have two hot takes this year. Uh, this year, this technically this year, uh, this week for you. Uh, I will go first, and we talked about them earlier this uh, this episode. I think this yep. is going to be a year of Rocket Lab. I think while SpaceX is going to push for 100 launches, I don't think they're going to get to 100 launches. I think they'll get to the 70, <laughs> 70, 70 to 80s mark, um, which is going to be phenomenal for a private company. But again, then again, I think most of them are going to come from Starlink, which always kind of diminishes the, well, is it truly that awesome if all your launches? Yeah, the quality of it. Stuff? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's cool to launch that many times in a year. Like the, the, the their operations team and their launch teams, that is seriously impressive. Uh, it'd be really much cooler to see, uh, you know, their commercial, you know, for the commercial team, a win would be like a hundred commercial launches in a year, uh, right, which is right. gonna be very, very hard to do. So no, I think this year is going to be really rocket lab with rocket lab. Um, they, they have not launched double digits yet. I think they're on pace to launch at least 10 to 12 times this year. Um, we've seen nice. the first one launched out of, uh, out of Virginia. They have a, a second one already lined up in Virginia and they have another one, um, lined up, uh, for NASA out of New Zealand. So, we could see pretty close launches between those two pads, um, you know, within the next month or so. Um, that that would be kind of crazy for them to launch if they're within a week or two. That, that's a pretty mm-hmm. good turnaround for them. Uh, I think they've launched maybe twice in a yeah. month before, but on beginning ends of months. So, what were you going to say? Something? Yeah, I was going to say it. it's. Yeah, I was just going to say it, it's pretty cool. I feel like they probably have a little bit of the the little brother syndrome right now to SpaceX, you know, like yeah. they're the underdog. Gotta, no one believes in them. You know, I mean, yeah, obviously people, no believe, a lot of people like do. They're launching us. They're launching at lower and lower volumes because they're, you know, they're a newer company and they're, they're launching right, right. dedicated, dedicated missions for small set operators rather than, you know, something you can do transporter wise with these massive, you know, yeah. and, and that I think is more and more moving away from the massive conglomerate, um, you know, I think there'll always be huge rideshare missions. Um, rideshare missions will probably never go away. But I think the dedicated, I think a lot of people realize, like, oh, we can't really go to this dedicated, like, they are truly, like, now, like, an option to do these dedicated missions. And yep. while Virgin Orbit is having issues, um, you know, they still have customers going. Like, there's, there's still people buying Virgin Orbit. It's not like, um, gosh, what was it called? Pegasus. Not like Pegasus, where they legit ran out of of customers because launching Pegasus was almost as expensive as launching like on a Falcon nine. Like it was kind of insane how expensive Pegasus is compared to any other option. So it's not like that. Like these are much more cheaper options, especially with relativity and ABL and, and Firefly coming mm-hmm. online as well. Like these are, it's going to become a very competitive market. I think the price is going to go down even more when more and more competition comes in. Um, I sure. think Rocket Lab is going to be at the top and this is the year I think they're going to, finally push over their double digit mark and i think it's just going to be more and more especially if, with them expanding you know building you know they're more than just a rocket launch company now you know they they've become that successful um you know be able to launch rockets but now they're also acquiring companies for set for you know for satellite buses and they're building their own and then now mm-hmm. solar panels and they're using those and all these other systems that they've been able to acquire uh, with their funding from going public i think they're really in this place to be able to you know, kind of take off after this year. So. Nice. What yeah, is, it, what I is mean, it's, just, it's cool to 
Oh, I was going to say, it's just cool to see, last final thought on that, it's just cool to see, you know, sort of more competition in the uh, in the marketplace. You know, regardless, even if it is different, um, you know, payloads and different uh, objectives, it's still cool to see sort of competition showing up in the marketplace. 100%. All right, bring us, what's your hot take? Because uh, uh, it's a hot one, all right? All right. Spicy. <laughs> so, well, you kind of alluded Chibula. to it a we little bit Chibula earlier. So... <laughs> You alluded to it earlier, obviously, uh, earlier in the conversation, in the beginning of the conversation, but also earlier in your, your hot take right here about uh, Rocket Lab. So SpaceX is aiming for 100 plus, 100 launches, right? Um, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously, most of those are going to come out of Cape Canaveral. Um, public opinion, and this is just, I have no scientific knowledge of this i have no i've not gone out and polled the entire county or area but uh public opinion from the neighbors Mm -hmm. is there too many rocket launches now because it's like happening on like every other day i uh i actually heard a neighbor complain complain about like the noise (laughs) and i'm like it's not even that against spacex yeah and it was uh (laughs) it yeah it was it was mainly because the you know because of the booster landings the rocket's going up it's not as bad right but um but the yeah. booster landings are, are extremely loud in the area. So, um, yeah, yeah it's too many with, now. With constant sonic booms, it will be annoying as hell, for sure. <laughs> I would, is I don't, I now? don't feel bad. Like, I feel bad and I also don't, feel, I, like, I feel bad for them because, like, yeah, I would hate living in a place with constant sonic booms. And then I go, like, yeah, but the rocket launches, so they're kind of cool at the same time. Like, I mean, yeah. well, <laughs> like, if I, I live, so it brought I, me. I well, I was going to say it brought me to the stop process and I off this is so funny cuz I often equate like and I think whenever I think about rocket launches now and sort mm-hmm. of like how it affects society and just like our normal culture, right, if you will. I always think about, yeah. oh, well, is this how people felt about like the first trains? Like they started laying yeah, tracks sure. everywhere, right? And people are like, "Oh my god, look, let's go all stand out and watch the train go by," right? And it's really cool. We're all still irritated when trains go by. I live right by a railroad, and we're all still irritated. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So now, now it's irritating, yeah. right? Now it's like after a certain time, you're like, "God damn, this stupid train will stop like coming through at 12 <laughs> o'clock at night or whatever," right? And obviously, it's a, yeah. it's not at that cadence yet, but are we getting there? I, I feel like it might. I wonder if Titusville's going to turn into like kind of like San Diego, where you have you have pretty decent sized navy uh navy base there for for yep. their aviators um and i know I, I there's a youtuber that i watch and there's a few other people i know who live in san diego and like the youtuber is really funny they have to like pause because they have like jets flying overhead uh and they're right. super loud and it's just like you either you just kind of like when you move there you just kind of know that's the thing that happens in an area and yep. like you just yep. have to live with it <clears throat> like yeah, Titusville. If you move to Titusville well, or the Space Coast yeah, area, it's crazy. you're gonna have to deal with you're just gonna have to deal with rocket launches and, and sonic booms. Like it's just kind of they're, the whole deal. Yeah, they're so they're building these new um neighborhoods that are like literally right across the river from uh Kennedy oh, like Space Center. So it's John, right? Yeah, yeah, Port St. John, yeah. and there's a couple in uh like the Merritt Island area. But anyway, you can you know, mm-hmm. part of their selling point and it, it's listed like on the sign, like here come here for beautiful views great weather you know live you know a live community blah 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 and then rocket launches yep. is there and it's like okay well that's a great selling point now <laughs> yeah like, i wonder if they're putting in, in noise canceling head uh uh no, like noise isolating <laughs> windows down there because i like oh yeah the house that I well, grew up in, in we live on the approach of. path of, of an airport so 
the city, the the airport had to pay for all the houses to mm. get noise isolating uh, windows put in because they back then, you know, back in the early two thousands, you know, they the planes came in pretty low for landing and takeoff, and now they take off and land at much steeper. Well, I think landing's still pretty low, but takeoff is much. It was more more of an issue for takeoff um, when they take yeah. off. They, they're much steeper now. So we don't have that issue anymore. But I wonder if, like, if you're you're living on Merritt Island, I wonder if you well, have to put you're getting you're if you're if you're living out there, chances are you're getting sort of some like a double pane type of glass anyway because of the just the weather, the hurricanes. Because of hurricanes, yeah, hurricane windows. Yeah, that's, that's sort of like a it's sort of like yeah. a like if you hit a certain area, I think it's like a requirement. No, it's not. It's not definitely not a law because it's still way more expensive to purchase those. Oh, so, gotcha. um, but yeah, anyway, so I'm just throwing it out there is it too many let us know if you guys think there is, is obviously if you're watching from a distance we just if you're watching talking. from a distance <laughs> yeah we, we were just well, if you're watching if you're watching the, out of state then you know it's not yeah. you're like no shut up this is not too many this is awesome we love watching this but you know just just throwing it out there yeah yeah i i, I for the space fan i guess it's gonna be for it's the same thing like for people who love airplanes it's like man like i really sure. annoying to have airplanes like where I live, like where I live, we just constantly have airplanes flying up over, you know, yeah. overhead all the time. And so for me, it's normal because I lived here. For, I've lived here for like twenty, you know, twenty plus years. So I'm used to it at this point. Uh, other people come to my house and they're just like, "Oh, this is so weird to have planes so close to your head." And they're all like freaked out, but they're also like, "Oh, it's kind of cool, but I don't want to live here." And then there's people who are like, "At like love it because they're they get to see right. every because that comes in and out of yeah. of Milwaukee." So yeah, there's gonna I think there's gonna be people who are both like just like. It is what it is. Like, I, I don't, I'm not against it. I'm used to it. There's people who are going to be like, I yeah. like it, but I don't want to live anywhere near it. And there's going to be people who are going to be like, I don't want this to end. I love it. I want more. I want to see more. I never get tired of seeing planes land, which, you know, there are people out there who are like that. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It, it's because we were just talking about the upcoming crude launch. We're just like, yeah, like, where do we view it? Because it's just a Falcon 9 launch. Like, right. <laughs> and like, which is kind of like our privilege of saying that because we've seen so many collectively between us. It's like, yeah, it's just a yeah. Falcon 9 launch. Like, there's really nothing special I about know. it other than there's crew on top. And so that's kind of always an interesting thing to go to. Yeah, um, there's always the, yeah, the, for the danger viewing, factor, right? Yeah. Do you really need to, like, view it from the press site? I don't know. Like, that's like. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, uh, we, exactly. We find some other interesting way of telling the story of a rocket launch somewhere else. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yep. Very, very interesting. So, all right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Space Explored Podcast. We're back after our slightly hiatus of January. Uh, we're going to try to be more, we're going to be more consistent uh, this year. That's the plan for me for Space Explorers. Consistency. That's yep. my that is my New Year's resolution for my entire life this year is consistency. So uh, we're going to start. Uh, we'll be seeing you guys next week. You can follow me on social media at Twitter at Seth Kirk S-E-T-H-K-U-R-K. I'm also there on posts. I've been doing a lot more stuff on posts. That's post.news um, if you want to sign up. Maybe I've heard their wait list is pretty easy to get through now. If you're tired of Twitter, you can go over there. Uh, I'm also there. On, I'm also on Instagram as well at Seth Kirk. Jared, where are you? Uh, mainly on Instagram. So you can follow, follow me at Hyperlight, H-Y-P-R-L-Y-T-E. Um, sometimes I show up on Twitter, but mostly it's only to post the same thing that I already posted on Instagram. So yeah, He does uh, giveaways yeah, on trying to, Instagram. So that's a, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's much better than what I do. So you can, you can get yeah. you can get some cool photos over there. So yeah, you can follow us there. You can go follow along, follow along all the news at spaceexplorer.com. You can listen to us at all the major places wherever you podcast. Um, you can also watch us on YouTube if you're watching us now. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you give a like and all that stuff. We'll see you guys all next time. See you.